This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. I hope you're well. I have an absolute milestone of a conversation to share with you. You're about to hear from Jesper Stromblad and Joachim J.K. Lundberg from Syrah. But everybody knows, well, most people listening to this will certainly be aware that Jesper He's the principal force behind four of the greatest albums in recorded heavy metal history. I'm talking about The Jester Race, Horacle, Colony, Clayman, all from In Flames. Jesper's guitar playing, it built an entire genre. He is as important to death metal as what Stuart Anstis is to black metal. He unlocked a code, introducing new wave of British heavy metal in the way that he did it. He built on what At The Gates had started, and even Carcass, Bill Steering Carcass. It's just a tremendous honour to be able to talk to Jesper, and it was quite unexpected, as you'll hear and see if you're watching it on YouTube throughout the introductory phases of the chat. And that's where I'm going to give a huge shout out to JK because he understood that this is very important to me that we have this conversation with Jesper, who wasn't scheduled for the chat. It was only JK in honor of the new album from Syrah. This one is titled The Vertigo Trigger. It'll be out on August 18th via Nuclear Blast. So, yes, we do talk about the album The Vertigo Trigger. I am very much respectful of the reason why these conversations come about. But a conversation with Jesper was far too good to pass up. So, yeah, we dive into the past and Jesper does share. He shares some of his recent travails. Well, maybe not so recent travails, but it was just fantastic to interface with him. And I hope we can do it again, but a conversation with Jasper is as rare as hen's teeth. We all know that. It's just a fantastic sliding doors moment that he happened to be in the rehearsal studio that JK was conducting his side of the interview from. Now, I have picked a tune. I could only pick one, and you'll find out why throughout the chat. If you are listening via the podcast apps, you'll hear If I from the new album, The Vertigo Trigger. Once it's done... We'll dive into the chat with Jasper and JK. And for you people on YouTube, you know the drill. I can't play music on the platform. So here they are right now. Either way, let's get to it.
Fantastic. How are you doing? Great. We're, we're both early. We're both keen. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I'm doing like eight or nine interviews in a row today and uh, I got one cancellation just before you. So I was just thinking that I'm, I'm working a little bit on music here on the side and then I'm just connecting and then I'll see when you jump in. So that was great. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Is the band there with you or are you just doing it solo? I am here, but Jesper is here as well, but he went out for smoke. So he will come in uh, during the interview. Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, that's just a bonus, mate, to be honest, because both of you guys together are crafting magnificent metal at the moment, and uh, Jesper has been largely hidden for the last few few years, it's probably fair to say, even though when I say hidden, from these interviews. Yeah, exactly. He's been very creative, but he hasn't done a lot, so if it's cool with you, mate, if you can join us, that'd be magnificent. Absolutely. I'll go and get him straight away. Thanks, mate. He's on his way. (laughs) Woohoo! Thanks, Jake. Appreciate that, brother. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm just uh, happy to keep him away from smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Hi there. Jesper, how are you, mate? Well, I've been been, uh, looking forward to having a discussion with you for a couple of decades. I must say I've been a, a fan of your guitar work, to say the least, for a very, very long time, as far back as the Jester race. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, I understand. And, and, uh, yeah, decades. You said decades. That means that you're pretty old. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I'm pretty old too, so I can I can empathise uh, too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, look, I'll I'll, uh, I'll quit the fanboying on In Flames and Jesper, and I'll get stuck into what you guys are doing here with now correct me if i mispronounce the name but jake you and i have had a conversation before and it's syrah isn't it yeah correctly 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 fantastic, fantastic. okay well look, it's you- it's so funny i i, I just gonna add that it's so funny that uh, it, it's always the southern countries of the of the globe that has the biggest problem pronunciating the the, the name correctly i don't know why that is but yeah it's funny yeah, I couldn't tell you. I think uh, maybe because we don't have gendered language, you know, like yeah. uh, the, the Latin languages do, and, and names and words that end in uh, vowels can sometimes put yeah. us a bit off. That's just as a random explanation, but God, who knows? I uh, remember from our last chat, which I didn't listen to, to be honest with you, I probably should have, but uh, I kind <laughs> of had that in the back of my mind thinking it was Syrah. So glad to be right on that one. Fantastic. But it, it is a little tricky name, it is. Indeed, yeah. Well, look, congratulations to both of you. Without pissing in your pocket, you've crafted a near-perfect modern metal album. Given that you've mm-hmm. got elements of metalcore, shred, orchestral movements or manoeuvres, as I like to call them, and even some FM radio sheen, even some slight, I wouldn't say hip-hop, but, you know, that dancey hip hoppy sound and just entering in ever gradually, but do you do you both feel, well, Jake, do you feel like as though this is the fully realised vision of the band on the Vertigo trigger that you wanted when you started a few years back when you left Amaranthi? Uh, I, I would say that me and Jesper have been discussing this uh, since the first album, that we want to go a little bit, other than like, we, we've, I think that we found out what is Cy writes about, you know, great melodies, great hooks, great vocal melodies, and, you know, songs that you could sing along to. But when it comes to the production, I think that we've been talking about that. We want to have Syrah 
dress up in a little bit more modern clothes. We, we want it to be mm. accessible for more fans, but we still don't want to lose our, our core fans. Uh, but we also don't want to be like this German power metal band that 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 some people tend to believe that we are. And we, 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 we rather want to go into a more modern kind of approach and, you know, like near us bands in production quality that like uh, um, stuff like Falling in Reverse has been doing and, mm. and so on, but still still not sound like them. But but, you know, like add that kind of aspects into the music. Uh, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and I think with this album is is uh, kind of a catalyst to what we can we can we can take class with progress progress a lot mm. because uh, n we don't have any we don't have any label on our music, mm. you know. So, so we can we can experiment a lot. We can add uh, whatever more more keys, more more drum loops, whatever is gonna be. But that's in the future, and I think this this album is uh, is a perfect. It's uh, I think it's a little bit darker than the the, the pre previous ones. Yeah, maybe, and not not as uh, up tempo. It's it's. Am I am I right? Well, well, uh, the new single is very up tempo. <laughs> yeah. if, if you if you if you compare it to the other songs, it's mm. uh, mid tempo. I I, I I would I would say that we have upped the tempo a little bit on this album actually, and and we have more songs that are a little bit faster. But maybe I listened to the wrong album. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, okay, not not maybe mid. No, but uh, but, 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 it's, but it's, some, it's some vibe in 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 it, and it's, it's it has a lot to do with the lyrics also. I think. Yeah. That makes it makes it kind of kind of heavy to listen to to Jake's uh, brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay, so there's there's two parts to that, which is that okay. First of all, Jesper, I'm going to ask you since you've just finished speaking. Did you write "If I"? No. Ah, I thought that I had was... your songwriting prowess or prowess all over it. Here, 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 here's the funny thing. So the whole song is a homage towards Jesper from Oige. So Oige more or less wrote it. Uh, because you know Jesper has been a great influence for Oige when Oige grew up, and you know uh, that. So he actually made uh, an episode on his YouTube channel uh, where he said writing a song in the style of In Flames, and you know uh -huh. he was talking a lot about Jesper's influence. That you know uh, how much he was listening to Jesper and stuff like that back in the days, and uh, so there was a lot of that song that we kept uh, in this song. But you had some ideas coming into the song, um, so you were part of it. Uh, yeah, I was. But I was when I heard it first time. I was really surprised because this is not what I would come up with in Syra because I never imagined us playing this fast. <laughs> to be honest, no, this two, it's very, it's very, yeah, old yeah, um, homage to to to. Melodic. It's not. Of course, it's not melodic death metal, but uh, there is some 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 fragments of it. 
Yeah, but also the uh, also the title uh, implements a little bit of a word game, uh, which I think is funny. <laughs> oh, now you, oh, yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, it That's does right. too. Nice work. I see what you did there. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. didn't pick that up <laughs> initially. <laughs> yeah, if I if, so, I is me, and you know. Um, and if I, you know, if if, the, if they, if, if if we would have been them or you, but you know, it's a word game. You could puzzle it together as much as you like. I was just thinking, well, okay, I F I. What is I? Yeah, maybe you were you 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 flip it around. What if I were them? Yeah, exactly. I see what happened there in Flames' yeah. eyes in my contribution to the band after the fact, especially yeah. given that they're drawing on those magnificent albums from the late 90s that you were such a crucial part of there, Jesper. Because that's what it straight away, as soon as I heard that song, I was like, that's Jesper. But now I understand, courtesy of that explanation, that's someone honouring your commitment and your, your yes. contribution. That is what it's all about. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But for you, Jake, the, the, touching on the lyrics there, Jesper's talked about the lyrics there. So what were the specific lyric themes that you wanted to address this time around? Um, so so first album, we did a lot of like deep digging and, and diving into, you know, Jesper's old past and problems. And, and I more or less interviewed Jesper on the first album and you know, wrote the lyrics after what he told me. And and we collaborated a lot of that. And, and, and that was great. Uh, second album, I, I wrote most of the lyrics from like a concept of where people could, uh, you know, recollect themselves in the lyrics. And, you know, I, I did not necessarily wrote them from my perspective, but I wrote about things that people could relate to. And on this third album, I wrote it a lot about my own feelings about and and, and, and many of the song uh, is uh, is about my death anxiety that has been lingering on, lingering on uh, on me since I was mm. just a little kid and and both me and Jesper have had the the same kind of problems and we've been talking a lot about these subjects and and uh, some of the songs are you know um a message to my kids uh, about that you know one day I'm not going to be here so you know uh, please listen to what I'm saying, you know, don't follow any other's direction, uh, do it your way, take care about yourself and, you know, make sure you live your life to the fullest and uh, I'm going to miss to not be there when you grow up, you know, kind of stuff like that. And, and you know, uh, pretty, pr pretty hard subject, but it helped me a lot to actually write these lyrics because it was almost like going to the psychiatrist, you, 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 but you were talking to yourself while you were writing the lyrics, but they're pretty personal on this album, I must say. Did you, what, what sort of editing process did you go through? So they're obviously very personal lyrics. So did, did you share the lyrics with Jesper and did you invite feedback? Yes, I did. Um, I, I I showed them and we had discussions about it. But I think that both for you and I, we we have a problem talking about it as well because yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're always we, go, go, going in. Whenever I, you I talk about relate, it, you I can you relate a lot uh, to it. We it's not a day go by that we 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 are we are very um, aware of our mortality. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> dumb. You, you know what you're supposed to do is to be be present. Yeah, as like, as now, like now we are talking to you. I'm not gonna go. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not gonna <laughs> go drop dead uh, next thirty minutes. You know, mm. it's important to be to to try and learn to be in the present. 
Because there's no point dwelling about that stuff because that's definitely going to happen. It's very you know, hard, though, like- isn't it, to your point, though, to, to your exact point there, Jess, but it's very hard if you're a deep thinker not to transport yourself back into these moments in time where you felt less than satisfied with an outcome or your emotional state's been a bit dissonant or what have you, but it's in those moments, too, that you can write your most profound lyrics and draw on your most profound inspirations for the lyrics. I- yeah, and it's also, it's, you know, I wouldn't say it scares me, but... but, but- but what I've been through the last ten years, mm. I, it's a miracle I'm actually sitting here talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you you you, you uh, are the man with nine lives. Uh, absolutely, I'm the Highlander. Yeah, you're. <laughs> not, not <on> wood, <laughs> but uh, but now now I'm doing great um, for a long time. I said that before, but uh, a lot of things have happened. I have hmm. a I have a good team behind me that 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 helps me out and uh, if I can be personal, yeah, just say that two years ago, if I had the impulses to do some substances or whatever, I would do it. And I rem- and now I had the impulses, but the next day I just realized that I didn't do anything about it. I distract myself. I did. I I now got more tools to to when these impulses come. I mean, this mm. is a progressive disease that I have to nurture the rest of my life. Mm. And uh, and so far, so good. Uh, I say just one step ahead of the other. I never I never set any 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 big goals. I have my small goals. I'm gonna do a show in one week. Yeah, that's in Sweden. So I don't have to fly over the pond like doing this. To like you know KBT, you know baby steps. Yeah, like try to 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 decrease increase your your uh, your comfort zone. Do things that you maybe feel co- uncomfortable with. But just think that it's just mindfuck. It's just mindfucks. And all those demons that said said to me earlier that when I've been clean for a while, then something's going to happen to you. Mm. Then I orchestrate my own accident by having a relapse. Exactly. But when they when they enter my when I they when I, they um, visit me nowadays, I just say fuck off, fuck off. Fantastic. Because it's no logic. It's no logic in it. No, especially what you've been telling me about that expectation anxiety. Exactly. Uh, when you're when you're in a state where you're feeling great, but your body is so used of used to being in a bad place, so that your body is just waiting for the bad day to come. Why am I feeling great today? I should be feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah, and that must be a, a fucking hell. It is, but but I, I I got a lot of tips. I have a lot of a small mantras that I do with myself that mm. makes my mindset to more much more positive mindset. And I think you've seen it, and I think the band seen it, and uh, people around me see it, sees it as well. So mm. usually I say oh, well, I'm optimistic, I'm hopeful this time, but I don't say that. I'm just saying one 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 day at a time. <laughs> and um, hmm. and uh, yeah, with this, with this, I, I they say if, if you try something all over and over again and expect the same result, you, you if you expect another result, it's not going to happen. You know, so you have to step up. 
as I did. I I, I took professional help. I I do this and I do that that I didn't do before, and that mm. helped tremendously. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been a long journey, but but it feels like you're finally coming back to your feet again, and that is fantastic. Yeah, it's just just a discipline that's mm. lacks yeah. a little. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do my best. Well, look, I've got to say, you, Jesper, you, you probably, you, you certainly are one of the most important guitarists in metal post Trey Zagtos, so post-1989, post-1990. Josh Travis has come along recently and he's doing some magnificent things. But when you, I'm 45, so when you go back into my era, I'm talking about yourself and Stuart Anstis from Cradle of Filth and you introduced new wave of British heavy metal guitar playing to through to death metal and metalcore really metalcore came well after you guys and Stuart of course did it to black metal but I, I have to ask and I've been wanting to ask this question for many years now for you but do, do you understand how truly beloved you are by the global metal community do you understand Believe that me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I guess I mean the problem with me, I my self-esteem is not the best, so I have problems to absorb all the the, the love and the support I get. And uh, but I do logically, and I I do appreciate it more and more. And I yeah I. But I don't think I, that I, I, I don't say, think that I you understand that how 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 loved and respected you are. No, you should you should walk the street within Jesper We Trust T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's or a good idea graphic. for a Sarah Band T-shirt, right there. <laughs> that, that, uh, there, 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 there's nothing that is big-headed with Jesper at all. I'm like Jesper and I have been, you know, best friends for years. But when I, when when I when I grew up. Um, you know, I I uh, I I loved Jasper's guitar playing before we got to know each other, and you know, like I, I used to say that when we play live, I have to pinch my arm because because I'm standing with one of my yeah. you know childhood heroes on stage. But but there's one thing that is big headed with Jasper, and that is when we're writing songs and we have an argument about like if is it my idea or is if it's Jasper's idea that is gonna uh, w win the argument and Jasper always looks at me and like asks me so how many grammys do you have <laughs> and i say i know I, I only got nominations well then my idea is the better <laughs> well that's, that, that's 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 getting old now i have to come up with something new but then he can he can go out and show all his gold records he has so no, but it's just it's just it's just for fun. Sometimes when we when we uh, hardly arguing about something, we're really compatible when we're writing songs. But there can be should it be C? Should it be D? It should be D. Well, who has all the Grammys? <laughs> yeah, that exactly. means I know. <laughs> no, but it's just it's just it's just a joke. Yeah, it's mm. a funny thing. I hear you, but but um, Jake, you sound like you, Zoe. You, you definitely you and Jesper. I mean, this is the future here, but you're a bit like me in that you understand the impact of Jesper's past. So, just for a moment, just to go back to 1996 with the Jesper Jester race, Horacle in '97, Colony in '99, and then Clayman in year 2000. The only other band in metal history, potentially even in rock history, so rock and metal history combined, that had four stone cold absolute 
no argument classics in their catalog is Iron Maiden. And Jess and Jesper, your guitar playing and your songwriting is the reason I believe that those four albums are so crucial in any any person who understands heavy metal that is a connoisseur loves those four albums there. So Jake, do you feel the same way? Absolutely. I I, I think that I would not be where I am uh, in my writing process without these albums. And there's so many other bands that would not have a career without these albums. I mean, like you're friends with many of these bands nowadays, but uh, what's his name? Travis? Um, Adam? Killswitch. A Killswitch, yeah, oh, the Killswitch yeah. guys. Well, and, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, could hear so that. It, it, yeah, but they've said it themselves as well. Yeah, they, they, they would say they, they said that 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 they would never have been a band and they would never have the success uh, except Hifi. for yeah, Matt Heafy. Yeah, that was the guy that I was uh, thinking about. Uh-huh. Um, uh, That's very. You know, telling. they all. That they all say that they would not have had a career without these albums. So yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic albums, and it's it's my childhood. Um, but it's very hard to 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 be objective in that. No, of course, I'm yeah. In that, you know, you can't really absorb that. You know, when you can't. No, but but I I do. Um, I do am aware of it, and not not me alone, of course. But there is, I mean, there is so many people that come up with to, to me and say that you are the reason I pick up and learn play, how to play guitar. Hmm. And also, uh, I remember when I was ambassador for PV, and they said, "How do you get your sound? How do you how do you do it?" Yeah, you just plug in just buy a pv5150 and plug it in and you got it but most of it is in the fingers it is hmm. you know um, True. so so that's cool yeah well it's yeah and, and look it's great that with jake and and if i'm not mistaken are you still a part of the halo effect as well or you certainly were on the last album cycle there in terms of the recording so can you talk about that Say again, please. If you're uh, still but, a part of the Halo effect. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm the. I am actually the bass player these days. But not for Halo effect. Oh, you're talking about Halo effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I just need to. I just need this time not to to rush things. Uh, to to go on the tour would be very hard for me right now. Mm. And and travel a lot of things. Uh, I had a backlash a couple of years ago, and I'm still working on it. And it has to do with social anxiety and all that stuff that I always suffer from. But then you always have the John Walker method, you know, that that cures it all. I don't have that yeah. anymore. So uh, I, I I am hundred percent part of the band, and they are supporting me hundred percent. And I have a great uh, replace. Was a stand-in, Jensen, mm-hmm. till I'm back. So I'm thinking I'm gonna be on stage early next year for the first time. So I take baby steps. We have a show next week with Syra, and then we have another one. And we have three two, three two. shows coming up with Syra that you're gonna participate. Yeah, on. Yeah, two two in August. Yeah. Uh, but they're yeah. all homebound, so they're okay. they're Swedish. So 
way easier. Ooh, yeah. And you've been doing the same thing with Halo Effect. You've been playing with Halo Effect when you uh, when they've been around in Sweden. So yeah, yeah, it did, it did a guest appearance the last three songs uh, on, on one show. It felt great. All, all this came back to me that this is where I belong. And, yeah, absolutely. And when, yeah. when the show was over, was uh, can we play more songs, please? Because <laughs> I had I only I was up for four songs, and uh, it was the greatest feeling. Mm, fantastic, yeah. So I'll ask one more question about about In Flames, and I've spoken to the other members of the band, in the current members of the band, about this, particularly Anders, who you can appreciate. I'll frame this question uh, first, but uh, look, he, he's not that keen to acknowledge the change in the band's sound post-soundtrack to your escape. But to me, that sounded like when you were no longer part of the songwriting collective, if you like. I felt like as though your songs were no longer part of what that band was all about. Am I correct in saying that? Because, you know, us old fans, we get what happened, but I feel like within the band themselves, they're not really, really willing to discuss particularly in interviews that there has been that huge change from the late 90s and early 2000s to what happened after soundtrack now i could actually answer that question for jesper first when because like both me and jesper we are in the same kind of situation leaving bands and you know whatever mm. um obviously you don't want as a band you don't want to you know uh put focus on past members and whatever i understand that mm -hmm. but i i felt this i i felt the same thing with uh, with amaranth where they in interviews said that yeah it doesn't matter that jake is not with us anymore because he never wrote anything even though i was one of the main songwriters and you know like trying to re mm -hmm. Uh, rewrite, re the re rewrite the history because they want to look better themselves. I'm not saying anything about In Flames, but I can understand In Flames not wanted to answer a question because they're promoting material that they're doing now and they don't want to talk about the past. Uh, you understand what I mean? Um, yeah, so okay. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I have to correct you, but soundtrack was not my last album. It was. Uh, oh, I know, I knew that, but the sound changed but significantly but after but that. Soundtrack that was all. It was actually, was actually a very. We wanted to do something different. It's much more scaled from melodies and what we used to sound like. And I had a bunch of melodies that was scrapped, actually, mm. and. Uh, but uh, I think it came out pretty cool, and uh, there also uh, is some some of the songs from that album is the those that I liked to play. They worked really good live. We're thinking live. What would uh -huh. that one? For for me as a fan, I loved that album. I think that yeah. was like a natural progression in the in in, in the band's uh, yeah. development. Yeah. And then the last time, the last one was too much. Too much hassle uh not hassle but it was we we were going to, to completely different directions i wanted mm. to stay death metal ish and certain individuals wanted to to, to go more radio friendly so so i am i i and and uh it was not a good, good time in the band so i decided to leave Actually, because I didn't, I, I felt that I wanna, when I was on tour, I, I, I remember one of the last shows I did, I was watching the audience and I wished I was one one of the guys in the audience. I don't want to stand up here. Okay. <laughs> and then I felt 
I, I didn't feel that it was fair to the to the people who come see the band. It was not it was not fair to me or or the other members. That's where I decided to leave. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. They they drastically changed. Uh, uh, maybe not the album album after, but then. Uh, yeah, the later ones that came out, but that that's uh, that's um, they still have Bjorn. And Bjorn is the yeah, he's master. Agreed. Yeah, he's fantastic yeah, when it comes to yeah. riffing. Yeah, they still have Bjorn. That that sounded bad. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Didn't mean that. Just for you're right. Just for you, you're actually spot on. I've spoken to Bjorn about these topics, and and he's so he's not as that, lost, of course. Something got lost with with when I left. Bjorn was without his. You know, we yeah, were, it we was had, like a like an aeroplane with its wing clip sort of thing. It sort of went yeah, about yeah. this way. Yeah, he yeah. had to do everything himself, uh, and he did a he, they did a great job, I think. But for me, it's it doesn't a little bit the soul disappeared, and it hasn't to do with me, but it has to do with the, the last original member left uh, the band. I think a little bit. Uh, yeah, but they're still doing great. They're Institution. I mean, they still still play huge crowds, festivals, and uh, doing good job. Have great musicians with them. But yeah, I don't know. Um, we wish them all the best. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, we uh, have, we don't have much time left, so let's let's see if we have anything yeah. more about the album. Yeah, I just say uh, beyond fantastic fella too. Yeah, I've had a good conversation with him about it all, just to tie up that loop there. Yeah, um, look uh, about the album. I just feel like as though three albums into it right now, you've really established what what you guys are all about, what Syra is indeed all about. But this is as great an album as this is, and I've already mentioned that it's a near perfect modern metal metal album up top. What do you think the future holds for the band? Do you feel like the the band's sound needs to evolve even further? I don't know. I mean, like, we will not change our our attitude and start to play black metal or anything like that. We don't. I, I don't think that we have any need of you know changing our our way of playing or our way of writing songs. I we we are always going to be the band that are going to write songs that is easy to sing along to and and be a band that. Uh, people can really enjoy live and you know bring bring a smile to the face of the fans uh what we hope with the band though i mean like there's always a natural progression when it comes to you know producing and you know sound of an album or sound of a song or you know bringing new elements or you know go uh, going to finding new more modern way of sounding or whatever but that is just the future i mean you could be Iron Maiden and sound exactly the same on all uh, on on every single album, but I think that it's 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 important for a band to evolve, but within the bubble that the band is in. You're a little bit outside box, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but but still, you need you you need to. It's not that we're starting to to sing in our native language all of a sudden and just do ballads or yeah, you know have a yeah, gimmick. Yeah, yeah, have a gimmick. You know, you know, it's it's always going to be that thing. What I hope with the band is that I think that we deserve a recognition between like there's so there's still so many people around the world that does not know who we are but all people so far that has come to me and like oh i just recently uh, recently found out about you and i fucking love you um 
uh, I think that there's so many people out there that can appreciate our music, but uh, for some reason with the pandemic, we got lost a little bit. We still have great streaming numbers and so on and so forth, but I still, still think that there's a lot of old fans of our old bands that still doesn't know that this is what we do. So mm. I, I, I just hope for for the future to you know be able to to bring back uh, you know bring in new fans into the equation. <clears throat> Well, I'll do my bit here via my podcast, no doubt. It's very, Jake, congratulations on being a great songwriter too, by the way, but uh, managing to, uh, I mean, you're a great vocalist, but you've got got such a strong partnership here with Jesper. Can't wait to hear what you guys produce in the future off the back of this very strong album here. So good luck, gents. And Jake, thank you. And Jesper, it's just lovely to finally meet you. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you again, and and I uh, hope to, nice uh, to hope hope to have a conversation about uh, life and music again very very soon. I have no doubt. Yeah, you guys stay with Nuclear Blast, <laughs> and we definitely will. <laughs> Absolutely. No have a great right. evening now. Yeah, have you a good too. night. Well, there you have it. They don't come along like that that often, do they? That's a bloke that's been on my bucket list for, I would say decades at this point. I remember as a young fella hearing In Flames and just thinking, who is the fella behind that guitar style? Bjorn had a lot to do with it too, but he started as the band's drummer, In Flames' drummer. Before switching over to guitar, Jesper was there from the very beginning on the guitar, so he must receive the lion's share of that credit there for all of that new wave of British heavy metal innovation into extreme metal. Okay, so if you enjoyed that chat, maybe you like the others that I've done. I've done plenty of them, well over 700 at this point. Go to scarsandguitars.com and if you like if you like listening, I reckon you like reading too. What do you think? <laughs> well, you're in luck because I've written a book. I've written a book, Scars and Guitars, Conversations from the World of Heavy Metal and Beyond, Volume 1. I intend to release Volume 2 sometime whenever I get around to it. But click on the link in the banner on the website. You'll be taken to a marketplace of your choice. You know what to do from there. There's more information about the book coming up. But before we get to that, I'll bid you a fond farewell. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, it's a very goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the the fans and the staying power of the... 
of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that, yes, playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If, uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, 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 just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldiner. Chuck was always, um, you know, he was, he was very, you know, very open-minded and and he was into having his his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for, for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five and Manson gave me that name and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book.